You're listening to Echo the Podcast. On this episode, we sat down with indie folk pop artist Noah Malcolm. Music has been a guiding and driving force for Malcolm for as long as he can remember. What first began at his childhood piano led to classical music training and a job as a theater director. Now Malcolm is continuing his musical journey with his upcoming debut EP, On Time. We chatted with a Toronto-based artist about his new single, If Not, his upcoming EP, and more. Take a listen. So first off, congratulations on the release of your new single, If Not. Can you tell me a little bit about the inspiration for the song? Absolutely. Thank you. Also, um, if not, so to, for bigger context, this is my first body of work. It's my first EP as a, as a solo artist, singer songwriter. Um, and, uh, previous to that, I've been freelancing as a musician a lot and I've been doing that for years. Um, and I, which I really loved, but I was, I was playing other people's music all the time. And I've always, been a been our composer of sorts but i've never taken the time to prioritize uh my own songwriting so i borrowed a guitar from a friend piano is my main instrument but i borrowed a guitar and um i just started writing with some question prompts which ended up being the chorus um if not now then when if not here then where if not me then who and just started um thinking about like the responsibility that we have as creative people um, and to harness that creative energy and put your unique perspective out into the world. Cause you're the only person that can do that for you. So that's kind of what the song is about. But in all of that thinking about myself, that's kind of what spurred the other part of the chorus, which is where I sing, why is everything about me? Cause as artists, we kind of have to center ourselves. Right. So sure. that's what it's about. And yeah, I, I'm really happy with it and it's fun and folky and upbeat and I I hope that people connect with it. So that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, I love it. And so was that the first song that you wrote for this EP? No, it's the second song. So there's one release prior to that called Give In, um, which I released at the end of August. And all of the songs, it's a four song EP and it's kind um, kind of a concept EP. Um, I've been calling it my creative manifesto. Um, so give in is kind of just about creative surrender, kind of, kind of similar to if not, but more about the initial process of just letting go and allowing to see what comes through you creatively. So, yeah. From though both, um, given and if not, both of those songs are really big with like the storytelling. Why is it important for you to include that in your music? It's a great question. Um, so touching on what I said earlier about what I wor- when I worked in as a freelancer, that was mostly as a music director for musical theater. Um, so I grew up playing by ear and then I studied classical piano and then I started working in, in musical theater, which is all storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of my early feedback on this on this music, even though it's like folk pop and kind of commercial, is that it kind of has musical theater elements to it. because most of my lyrics end up being narrative driven. Like I start with something in the verse and then the second verse tells a bigger part of the story. So, um, it's, that's, it's just something that at least in the way that I'm writing right now, it's something that always comes through is I find that I, I want to tell a story. So it's just, it's just where I'm at, but I like it. So yeah, it's great. And I definitely hear that like 
Broadway musical theater influence mm-hmm. in there. And is there anything from like when you studied classical music or being a theater director besides storytelling that you carry with you now into your music? Mm. Um, like, like sonically there's, there's certain like chord progressions or like, um, certain types of melodies that are common in musical theater, which, I mean, I have influences from all of the, over the place mm-hmm. and they just, they just seep into your writing, but it's interesting because theater now is it's a lot more commercial like Dear Evan Hansen it's like mm-hmm. pop music like so much so much mainstream like the big Broadway shows are kind of like like radio hits almost like even yeah. Alanis Morissette her album was turned into a Broadway musical so and I take a lot of influence from Alanis I'm Canadian so I grew up with her oh of course and yeah all of her stuff is storytelling too so uh, I just, I can't really escape it classically. Not so much. Maybe if I sat down and like really analyzed my music, but that's something I've kind of left behind. I never wanted to be a classical pianist. I just wanted a, a strong musical foundation to study. And I'm sure it helps me in more ways than I even realized, but I don't know. There's lots going on to sum up mm-hmm. your question. <laughs> sure. And yeah. Alanis, you listened to growing up. Were there any other people that you listened to growing up? And do you find that they inspire your music today? Big time. So actually, the reason that I kind of started writing this EP is, I'm sure you've heard of Joni Mitchell. Of course. Um, Mega super fan of Joni Mitchell. And I was actually reading a biography called Reckless Daughter. This was a couple of winters ago. And it made me want to borrow my friend's guitar. This is literally how like give in started. And she Mm -hmm. writes in open tunings a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, On the guitar. So I was just, I had this morning of routine of having coffee and reading this book and learning more about her life. And I was just like, I want to be writing something. And it was winter. So it's a good time to be creative. I borrowed a guitar and then I started writing and like, some of the first songs I started writing, I was like, this, I'm, I'm ripping off a Joni Mitchell song. Like, <laughs> I can't, but then I made it my own and now I'm rolling with it. But her, Alanis, um, Amanda Marshall's huge influence. A lot of these like early nineties female Canadian artists that, and they have this big sound and it's so genuine. And I wish there was more of that. And there's definitely a little bit of that on this EP. Yeah. And on this EP too, you're teaching yourself how to do production. Um, what has that process been like? Well, with COVID, it's been very <laughs> interesting. Um, I've been teaching myself to produce like on and off for the last few years. I have a little studio at my place. Um, and I've had lots of little random jobs that have kind of forced me to learn. Like I had a job um, writing educational kids raps. Oh, wow. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> so you learn a lot as you go. Um, so I produced this in the sense that I decided on, I made all the arrangements. I wrote out the string parts. I even as, went as far as the first demo I made, I, I made the whole drum part on MIDI. And then mm. when I sat down to rehearse with my drummer, I like knew every kick and every hi-hat, which maybe that's annoying, but I have a really like laser focused idea of how all the sounds fit together, which is essentially what a producer does. Mm -hmm. But as far as engineering, I didn't engineer it. I got someone to like track the guitar and track the vocals. 
but actually I recorded one song. It was supposed to be a three song EP mm-hmm. and then COVID hit and I got inspired to write a song and it was very cohesive with the, t- the topics of the other song. So I did record that one in my apartment. I flipped my couch sideways and put a bunch of blankets on it. And once it's mixed, you have someone who's good at mixing, like mm-hmm. you can do a lot nowadays. And that's, that's a huge thing. Like bedroom artists, like, so yeah, it's been, it's been really, really um, eye-opening to me to see how much control I want to have. It's really hard for me to let go because my ideas, I see the finish line right away and then getting there, it's a lot of work, but yeah. And do you find that now that you kind of know a little bit more about production that it changes how you write because you're like, Oh, this like would be great if this was behind it or something like Uh, that. Yeah. I like a lot of artists. I'm sure I, I, it's easy for me to dream big. Mm -hmm. So like I have a song I want to record after this, like not with, not as a part of the EP, but like a single And it works really well. It's just acoustic solo guitar, but I can hear so much more stuff. So I think it's just like, you have to be tasteful about it. So yeah, but it's definitely, I definitely hear all the sounds and I want to do everything, but it's, it's, it's not every song requires everything, right? It's Mm -hmm. always about serving, serving the song. And your EP, all the songs are kind of about coming into your own. Did you, did you find that in writing it, you learned more about yourself? Yeah, it's weird because all of these songs are kind of like, they're kind of lessons I've learned, but through the process of like recording them and getting to the finished product, I find I'm learning all of those lessons over again in new ways. And actually on that note... I, the day that I retract the three songs of the EP, which was a very creative, fulfilling, exciting day for me, I went home that night and wrote a song that I was like, this needs to be on the EP and it's not, but it's called word of advice. And I'll probably ah. release it at some point, but it's cause I, cause I was experiencing just that, like all these things that I wrote about. And I was like, I've learned these, but have I actually learned these? Cause I'm still going through it like mm-hmm. big time. And I still am. Cause I'm, I'm doing the final tweaks for the last songs and I'm still going back to some of these things that I thought I knew, but sure. I guess it's good to be aware of them, but. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. what has it been like to see other people relate to that music and also relate to those lessons and words yeah. of advice? Yeah. A lot of my friends are artists and creative people. So I think they especially get it. And I've I've received a lot of like really in-depth touching messages from people. Like one person said she just like bawled when she listened to, if not, cause it resonated with her. Cause she's also an artist and she's trying to trying to find her way and do her own thing. And it's such an uphill journey. So it just really clicked with her. Um, but even beyond that, I hope it, I hope it clicks with non-creative people. Cause a lot of them are just about pursuing anything and all of the hills and valleys in like working towards any goal, whether it's like a relationship or a job. Um, so yeah, people, people have been responding and it's, it's really rewarding after so long keeping it a secret and then it's out there and then people can be like, Hey, we love this. So it's validating, which artists need every once in a while. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. And if you could set fans up in the perfect environment to listen to the EP or any of your music what do you imagine it looking like? 
Mm, good question. Um, since, since my songs are very like, they're not songs that I think people listen to passively. You can, mm. cause they're like, they're like enjoyable to listen to, but I really want people to like, listen, listen to them mm-hmm. like lyrically. So I'm always like tentative to like play a live show where I'm like background entertainment. Cause I'm like pouring my heart and soul out. Sure. Um, so, so I think the ideal environment is just like a room of like 40, 50 people. Um, and I would love to do a big sound, but even like a stripped down version, like with cajon guitars, keys, and like a couple backup singers and just really create space to deliver the message of the song where people can be invested and share space and just really get into the song. I think that's my, that's my ideal situation. That sounds perfect. Especially like you said, with the lyrics to be able to hear that and to kind of sit with that and listen is really important. Yeah. And also with the teaser images you've been posting for the EP and stuff, um, there are old pictures of you at the piano. Do you remember what first drew you to sit at that piano at your parents' house? Oh gosh. Well, my dad is a musician. Um, and we just grew up with that piano in our house. And I was one of the only, I have a lot of siblings. I have six other siblings. Oh, wow. Um, and I was, I was the one that was like really drawn to it. And every day after school, I would like throw my school bag and just go sit at the piano and just make stuff up. Um, so it was just, I think just having music available as young people is so important. Um, cause that like, it's literally why I am who I am just because I had an instrument in front of me. Right. So, but I've always been a a curious kid and like very creative and even outside of music, always creating games and things like that. So it was just like this canvas, like with 88 keys where it was like, there was limitless possibilities and kids are inherently just so creative. So it was just there and there was music in my household. So I think I just, I just wanted to try and do something on my own. So do you remember what your first song that you wrote or like, are there any songs that you remember writing as a kid? There are, I wrote one called sunflower. It's just like a really basic melody. And I wrote a song called Dumpy road, which is like the road that my grandmother grew up on. And I was, I was always just making things up and we had a little keyboard um, with like drum sounds and beats and stuff. And I would spend like a whole day, making something in there. And then at dinner time, I'd be like, mom, dad, come listen. And then (laughs) like, great. But yeah, I don't know. Countless things that I've lost countless songs. That's awesome though. Yeah, Um, And you recently collaborated with German dance producer Woodworks. Yeah. Who would you love to collaborate with next? Like anyone, anyone, anybody ultimate dream collaboration. Oh my gosh. I've never even thought of something like this before. That's so weird. Cause that song is like a dance, like tropical house track. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to collaborate, I would want to do something kind of more in the vein of what my EP is. Oh my gosh. Who, who even would I pick? I don't even know who am I listening to right now? I'm listening to so many people. I mean, she's really old, Joni Mitchell, like how cool would that be? I don't know if she's ever going to record anything again. Although she's recently on Instagram. 
Oh, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. He's promoting <laughs> some new like box set albums and releasing a bunch of content from like when she was just young and starting out. So, but that's probably not going to happen. Probably not going to collab. You never know. <laughs> you never know. And speaking of, would you ever want to write a musical? I have written. Oh, you have. I have written a couple musicals. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, me and my friend Luke, who's a writer, um, we wrote a musical called Perry Loved Mary. And it was kind of, it was in a brewery in rural Ontario. And it sold out for three summers. Like, wow. Yeah. So that was, that like musical theater was like my life for like, from like 2015 to like 2018, 19. So, and I wrote another one that was workshopped, but then I kind of started doing my own thing. It was called Pact and it was a backpacking musical that takes place in a hostel. Um, cause I love backpacking and traveling and I wanted to fuse those two things. So I, I haven't, I haven't like closed the door on going back to those kinds of things. Cause they'll always be there. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I, I just love storytelling and music, musical theaters, like the format for doing that music and storytelling. Absolutely. Yeah. And with traveling, did you, um, learn anything from your travels or, um, see anything that you brought into your music? Um, concretely like, or specifically, um, I'm not sure, but I think the idea of traveling when you're young and backpacking like by yourself is, and I'm sure anyone who's done it can speak to how transformative a process that is. Like just being alone in another part of the world really like strips away all the things that you identify with. And then you mm -hmm. get to see like, oh, I'm this person in this environment or like this person from this background brings out this in me. And that inevitably all feeds back into your perspective and your art. So I think it's had a big influence, like big picture, definitely. And what can fans, so the EP they can look forward to, is there anything else that the fans can look forward to? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I have a couple more songs. Like there's that one word of advice, which I just thought, like I played it for my brother the other day and he was like, why isn't that on the EP? And I'm like, I know I wrote it the night I recorded it. So I would hope to record that maybe over the winter, or I have another recent song that I want to do just like just an acoustic version, um, like stripped down. Um, so I have a few songs that I'm really anxious to put out there. So hopefully in the new year, I can bang some content out, get some, get some more tunes in your ears. That's the plan. Can't wait. Yeah. And um, this is actually my final question for you, but okay. what is one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? That's a good question too. <laughs> Hit me with the good questions. Um, a quote. Can I quote myself? Absolutely. <laughs> I think right now, like the questions I ask and if not, like if not now, then when? And I've actually like, that's a, that's, I don't know who originally said that. Cause it's kind of a generic thing to say, but I've seen like graffiti with that, like things like that. You see that around. And every time I see that, I'm like, Oh, that applies to literally everything in my life right now. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm, 
that's kind of how I'm like living by. I'm trying to just like trust my gut and follow my influence input, follow my instincts and just like be fearless <laughs> and make yeah. stuff. And so I would say that if not now, then when? I think that's a great piece of advice. It applies to so many things. And also it's very yeah. fitting with your music as well. Yeah. I got to, pr- got to do the self-promotion. Of right? course. Of course. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Noah, for joining me and chatting with me today. And I can't wait to hear the fully P and the other songs that you're working on. Absolutely. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much. You can stay connected with Noah Malcolm on Instagram at Noah.Malcolm on Twitter at Just Noah, and on Facebook at Noah Malcolm Music. You can stay connected with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening.